LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. And I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Yep. Now, do we need a new theme song? Look, if you're wanting a new theme song, tell us. I think a new theme song would be great. I've got a Spotify playlist called Derek Feelgood Songs. Excellent. We could choose one off that. Let's do that. Yep. Next time, I think we need to get that out and pick a new theme song. Okay. So if you'd like to pick a new theme song with us, send it send it to the podcast page. Bit us. of Tay-Tay? Bit of Tay-Tay. Oh, I'd love a bit of Tay-Tay. Me too. Now, the one thing's brought to you with thanks to the Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. We're also proudly part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. But for now, you have pressed play on episode 60 of The One Thing, The Leadership Quotient. Now, it's an interesting phrase that Craig introduced us to in an episode that we did on uh, on Growth Barriers a while back. Mm. Craig Tucker. Craig Tucker. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it, it's all about trust. And, uh, and that's such a significant part of, uh, of leadership, uh, building trust with the people that you're working alongside, uh, building trust with the team that you're leading. Uh, it, it, it increases your ability to actually uh, get things done. Craig Hamilton in his book, uh, Wisdom on, in Leadership, excellent book, says that trust is the most important component in effective leadership. You can see it on pages 245 to pages 252. Mm, that's good referencing. You just memorized that. <laughs> so, Derek, wow. uh, why... Why is trust the most important component? Yeah, uh, that's a good question, Scott. I'm glad you asked. Look, with the person, um, if you if you were to discuss with other people around the leadership question, why leadership is important, if you were to ask them about your leadership in church, uh, questions like here's some diagnostic questions: How is it? Uh, how is it you feel? Other people feel uh, within the context of your leadership at church. Are they confident that when you announce something up the front, it's going to happen? What is it you've done to make them confident or alternatively to kind of sap them of strength in that? What are the ways in which you have engaged with them personally? Uh, you have engaged with the congregation as well to build a framework where when you make public declarations about things, people either roll their eyes or they think, yeah, of course that's going to happen. Um, so trust in leadership is crucially important because it helps either get people on board with what you're doing and move them to the place, to the vision that you're casting, or alternatively, it just reinforces a cynicism possibly about your leadership itself, uh, which doesn't help you move them at all. In fact, most of the time, it will move them backwards. So trust is that component that will help people either move towards the vision that you're painting. And as you know, ministers of the gospel, we are saying we want to see them matured in Christ. We want to see them mobilized for mission. That's the vision that we're moving it for. So we want to see them moving and trust will be a key part so, of that. So what does this look like? Are you saying that, you know, you've got to spend time asking these questions and being, you know, vulnerable and honest and open? Is that is that what you're pushing for? Don't use the word vulnerable. We've got uh, one particular listener who listens to this who doesn't like that word. He knows who he is. Al Stewart. Al Stewart, that's the one. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, no, it's not about asking people. Look, uh, this, this trust component is about being open and honest uh, and transparent about 
what you're doing and who you are and strategy and directions. It's about it is about engaging people and taking the temperature for where people are at, uh, so that you you want to be ahead of people, but not so far they can't see you or don't understand or they're not following you. And it doesn't just um, mean rolling over either. You know, real no. real leadership actually says Here, here's where we're going and it's going to be painful. It's going to be tough. You're going to have to you know get on board with this. And yep. if you're not, then, well, you're not coming with me A to B, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it will mean that sometimes. But it is that humility also to say, sometimes I get it wrong. And, to you know, if you get it wrong too often, again, that, that risks your, your trust. Absolutely. But there's a, a dimension here you've got to. So, so can you tell us what is this leadership quotient? Oh, great question. All right. So the leadership quotient, we'll put this on the, the website so you can see it. Um, you can, In fact, you can probably uh, Google this. Google has got a few images, but it is trust equals credibility plus reliability plus openness or transparency. And the denominator there is self-orientation. Credibility, reliability plus openness divided by self-orientation. So what do you mean by self-orientation? All right. Okay. So let's start with the bottom one then. So self-orientation, when we're talking about that, it's that question of I don't, I don't put my needs ahead of yours or the team's. So I, I am motivated by a sincere care for other people. So it, it is both how I appear and the reality of that as well. Because, you know, the gospel can, uh, secular writings can teach us to fake humility, but actually the gospel drives us towards mm. humility. It changes the heart, not just the actions. So self-orientation is understanding the gospel in such a way that, that we actually want to put other people's concerns ahead of our own, and they know that. So we're more concerned about uh, maturing people and reaching the lost than we are about our own personal goals or building our kingdom. It's about the kingdom. So it's, it's interesting. Obviously, if, if that's not there, you can see how much that undermines trust. Yeah, absolutely. You know, do you care about other people or is it just about you? Uh, how is it you show them you care for them? How do you hold yourself accountable to people? Um, while at the same time, as you mentioned before, not being swayed by everything, every critique everyone says, do you openly acknowledge the contributions of others or are you continually hoarding glory for yourself? So it's that self-awareness, self-orientation. So that's yeah. the uh, that's below the line. What about the above line? All right, so credibility. Uh, here's, a, here's the question you want to think of. Individually and collectively, we are credible in what we do. That is, as an organisation and as a leader, am I credible in what I do? Do I have both the competence and the experience to deliver on what I say I'm going to do? And so that's where trust fits into it. It's, uh, it's not just content expertise. It's not just knowing how to do stuff well, although that is a significant part of it. Because you, you should aspire to be uh, an expert. Well, maybe not expert is not the right word, but competent and credible in what you do. But at the same time, there's a, an aspect of it where you're saying, well, it's not only that I can do stuff, but so that I'm actually engaging in it well and achieving things. So there's a credibility. Do we do what we say? So do you, are you painting you know, sort of an expectation of a leader that's just too, too hard to see? Do you have to be good at everything? No, you don't have to be good at everything. No, no, because we're a team. We are Ephesians 4. We are part of the body. Uh, so no, no, but part of leadership in this is actually, you know, am I to other people who I am in myself? Or is there a massive disconnect? So credibility. Reliability is the next one. Yeah, reliability. Okay, let's go to that one. So I do what I say I'll do and you can count on me. So reliability is that a repeated experience of links between promises and actions. So if I constantly get up the front of church and paint a new vision every month and that vision changes every month, 
I am just undermining moral reality. That's the time that, you know, eyes start to roll and people just think, you know, here goes Derek again, crazy schemes <laughs> and nothing ever gets done. People just start to disengage with that. Yep. So, so importantly, that then for the leader, they need to be good at uh, you know, action planning, completing to-do lists. Uh, they need to be important at being careful with their words. You know, yes. I, I think I know as a father, your kids always pull you up. Now, Dad, you said you were going to do this. Yeah. Now, a whole bunch of stuff has happened, but you said you're going to do this, and you must do this. Under promise, over deliver. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back to that a little bit later. Yeah, absolutely. Last one, just before we break for the toolbox, openness and transparency. That is, my people know what I stand for and where I stand. So people can actually access me to ask about things. So uh, how, how hard is it? Do they have to work in order to approach me with issues they might have? Um, are people open with me? Do they share things with me? Uh, do I make myself known to them? So it's not vulnerability, um, but it is actually being known. So it's whether people think it's this shifty character up the front um, who's painting these great pictures and he's telling me it's for me, but I'm just not entirely sure that actually what he wants is for my good. So well, that, yeah. That's really helpful. And as we said, we are going to put a picture of uh, what this looks like. So we'll have a great photo of Derek in the show notes just oh, so you goodness. can see the, uh, the oh, leadership quotient. No. <laughs> now, uh, what have we got in our, in our toolbox today? So Derek uh, has given us some, some must-have resources if you think about the leadership quotient. The first one is a, an HBR article, a Harvard Business Review article on leadership trustworthiness um, with a, a great self-assessment quiz. Uh, so jump on that. Uh, we'll, we'll put a click in a click link through in the show notes. Second one is Craig Tucker just on scaling up leadership. Um, it's is a great resource, uh, you know, thinking through the changes you need to make uh, as you work through the growth barriers. And then the final one is, uh, we've already mentioned it, Craig Hamilton's book, Wisdom in Leadership. Have a particular look at pages 105 to 110. One of the great things about uh, about Craig's book is you can dip in and dip in uh, and out of different chapters. So particularly have a look at pages 105 to 110. But in fact, the, the whole of Craig's book is is in some ways dealing with, with a lot of these topics. So I would strongly encourage that. That's where I've got a lot of this stuff Now, from. speaking about resources as well, as you guys know, the One Thing's part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. And this is just a, a good chance to point you to one of our podcast partners. Have you listened to the Making Disciples podcast with Robbie Gatterley and Chris Swain? Uh, we had Robbie on uh, recently. Uh, it's, a, it's a great podcast. They've recently covered topics like church ministry silos, why our evangelism is not leading to discipleship, and getting your leadership to buy into disciple making. Check it out on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. Uh, Derek, really helpful to sort of paint the picture of the leadership quotient. Uh, what's all this got to do with Christian leadership? All righty. Uh, let me give you three things on that one. First is, if you don't have a high level of trust, so if you are if you do that kind of quotient and it's very low, three things are going to happen. One, people won't follow you. They won't go where you're calling them to go. And so I often picture it as a bucket in my head. Um, and at the bottom of the bucket, you've got kind of a hole there. And every time you do something that uh, doesn't work out or removes trust, a little bit of water flows out the bottom of that bucket. And so actually what you're trying to do with your leadership is fill up the top as much by, by um, moving people, building confidence, doing what you say, all those kind of things that increase trust. You're pouring in the top. The more you pour in the top, there's always going to be some little holes down the bottom. But if you've got more water flowing out down the bottom than you have got in going in the top, people won't trust you. And so people won't follow you. And the whole point of Christian leadership is to move people towards Christ-likeness. You want people to follow you. Second thing, people become dispirited and you become dispirited. So they disengage from church. Mm. They disengage from the mission. 
Um, and yet, so you can't actually lead them well. And in fact, it's a spiritual issue that you, you move them away from a place where they are within community, um, I would argue, engaging helpfully with the mission God has called them to. Thirdly, you can't do what you've been charged to do and what you want to do. So no one heads into ministry thinking, I would love to lead a church of discontent people who are suspicious of my leadership. No one wants to do that. Uh, We have been charged to shepherd the flock, to see that they are built into Christ's likeness. And so when you have a low trust within the congregation and a consistently low trust or it's getting lower, you can't lead people well. So so that brings us to really our final question. How do you actually foster this high leadership quotient? Yep, excellent. So look, again, go to Craig Hamilton's book, Big Plug. Craig's a great guy. It's an excellent book, Wisdom in Leadership. Here's a few things that he touches on. One, you have to genuinely love people. This is not about faking it. So some management tools will tell you how to fake stuff with people. This is about genuine love for your team members. Genuine love. You're going to be frustrated with them at times, but you have to love them. You've got to learn how to love them well. Uh, you've got to empower and you have to delegate. This is not about you. So you have to work out how to hand that off, not just abdicate, not hold on to stuff. You have to empower and delegate well. You have to invest in others. Now, I know in a different podcast uh, that we've, we've had with other people, we've talked about this, but it's actually investing and thinking, how do I develop this person over the longer term? They may leave me because I develop them so well, but actually it's about the kingdom and not just me, and that's okay. So invest in others. Praise and encouragement. Any chance you get, Praise and encouragement. You are doing a great... This is a, this is excellent stuff, Derek. Thanks, Scott. That was amazing praise and encouragement you just gave me then as well. In fact, that's the first time you've ever done that for me. So uh, <laughs> thanks very much for doing it. On anyway, you've got, to, you've got to build people up. It's actually within the gospel of Christian encouragement. I really like how you've been really clear and, you know... <laughs> in, in, in outlining what you've got to do. So you remember that sincere thing we were talking about before? <laughs> yeah, anyway, four more quickly. Communicate from the inside out. That is, uh, don't get up on Sunday and announce something new that your leadership team don't know. That just erodes trust. Go from the inside out. Don't get up on Sunday and announce something which you haven't spoken to your wife about either. Oh, that's a big mistake. <laughs> There's uh, a whole podcast one. episode on that one. There is. Derek. How to deal well with failure. Uh, you know, Craig touches, touches on that as well. How you talk about people when things don't go to plan. It's okay. Not everything's going to go to plan. How you talk about it. Uh, being honest and being open as well, how you do that in a way that's appropriate for leadership. Um, you suggesting people be vulnerable? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it. I'm honest saying and open. That. No, no, I'm saying how is it you talk about your own sin yep. um, without actually feeling like you, know, you need to have a therapy session with everyone. Here's the last one. Shut up and listen. You have to listen to people. You have to, Scott. You've got to listen to people. Anyway, there you are. Read Craig's book. It's excellent. It's excellent. That brings us to the end of the show. So, Derek, what's the one thing people should be taking away when it comes to lead- the leadership quotient? All right. If you are going to love and lead people well, you need to build and nurture trust. You need to build and nurture trust. Well, we're three weeks out from Multiply Reach Australia Conference. Just a head out, heads up if you're really keen to get along to uh, a conference that's going to give you some really helpful ministry uh, tools and tips. If you're keen to get along to a conference where you're going to be able to catch up with like-minded uh, Christian ministry leaders from across Australia who are keen to see churches planted, who are keen to see churches grow, who are keen to see the Australian church reach out with the great news of Jesus, then get along to the Multiply Reach Australia Conference, June 25 to 28, EV Church on the Central Coast, 
uh, it'll be a great, uh, great four days together. Now, if you've liked what you've heard on The One Thing today, uh, we'd love you to actually forward this on to someone. If you think this is helpful for one of your mates in Christian ministry, put the forward button on, send it via SMS, uh, encourage someone uh, in your ministry circles to actually listen to this podcast. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. Coming up in our next episode, it's time to look at the engine that sits at the heart of most churches. We're going to be talking about marriage and ministry with Keith and Sarah Condy. What's the one thing that you need to know when it comes to marriage and ministry? Just one thing. I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Chat soon.